0: June. Friday. For me, summer break is basically a three-month guilt trip. Just because the weather's nice, everyone expects you to be outside all day, frolicking or whatever. And if you don't spend every second outdoors, people think there's something wrong with you. But the truth is, I've always been more of an indoor person. The way I like to spend my summer holiday is in front of the TV, playing video games with the curtains closed and the lights turned off. Unfortunately. Mum's idea of the perfect summer holiday is different from mine. You should really let some sunlight in here, hiss. Mum says it's not natural for a kid to stay indoors when it's sunny out. I tell her that I'm just trying to protect my skin so I don't look all wrinkly when I'm old like her, but she doesn't want to hear it. Mum keeps trying to get me to do something outside, like go to the pool, but I spent the first part of the summer at my friend Rowley's pool and that didn't work out so good. Rowley's family belongs to a country club and when school let out for the summer, we were going there every single day. Then we made the mistake of inviting this girl named Trista who'd just moved into our neighborhood. I thought it would be really nice for us to share our country club club lifestyle with her. But 5 seconds after we got to the pool, she met some lifeguard and forgot, and forgot all about the guys who'd invited her there. The lesson I learned is that some people won't think twice about using you, especially when there's a country club involved. Rowley and I were better off without a girl hanging around anyway. We're both bachelors at the moment, and during the summer it's better to be unattached. Hello ladies! Hello ladies! A few days ago I noticed the quality of service at the country club was starting to go down a little. Like sometimes the temperature in the sauna was a few degrees too hot, and one time the poolside waiter forgot to put one of those little umbrellas in my fruit smoothie. I reported all my complaints to Rowley's dad, but for some reason Mr Jefferson never passed them on to the clubhouse manager, which is kind of weird. If it was me who was paying for a country club membership, I'd want to make sure I was getting my money's worth. Anyway, a little while later, Raleigh told me he wasn't allowed to invite me to his pool anymore, which is fine with me. I'm much happier inside my air-conditioned house, where I don't have to check my soda can for bees every time I go to take a sip. Saturday. Like I said, Mum keeps trying to make me go to the pool with her and my little brother Manny. But the thing is, my family belongs to the town pool, not the country club. And once you've tasted the country club life, it's hard to go back to being an ordinary Joe at the town pool. Besides, last year I swore to myself that I would never go back to that place again. At the town pool you have to go through the locker room before you can go swimming. And that means walking through the shower area, where grown men are soaping down, right in the open. The first time I walked through the men's locker room at the town pool was one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. I'd probably, I'm probably lucky I didn't go blind. Seriously, I don't see why mum and dad bother to try to protect me from horror movies and stuff like that. They're going to expose me to something about a thousand times worse. I really wish mum would stop asking me to go to the town pool because every time she does, it puts images in my mind that I've been trying hard to forget. Sunday. Well, now I'm definitely staying indoors for the rest of the summer. Mum had a house meeting last night and said money is tight this year and we can't afford to go to the beach, which means no family holiday. That really stinks. I was actually looking forward to going to the beach this summer. Not because I like the ocean and the sand and all of that, because I don't. I realised a long time ago that all the world's fish and turtles and whales go to the bathroom right there in, in the ocean. And I seem to be the only person who's bothered by this. My brother Roderick likes to tease me because he thinks I'm afraid of the waves. But I'm telling you, that's not all. Anyway, I was looking forward to going to the beach because I'm finally tall enough to go on the Cranium Shaker, which is this really awesome ride that's on the boardwalk. Roderick's been on the Cranium Shaker at least a 100 times and he says you can't call yourself a man until you ride it. Mum said maybe if we save our pennies, we can go back to the beach next year. Then she said we'd still do a lot of fun stuff as a family and one day we'll look back on this as the best summer ever well now I I only have two things to look forward to this summer one is my birthday and the other is when the last Lil Cutie comic runs in the paper I don't know if I ever mentioned this before but Lil Cutie is the worst comic ever to give you an idea of what I'm talking about here's what ran in the paper today Daddy, is rain just God sweating? but here's the thing even though I hate Lil Cutie, I can't stop myself from reading it. And Dad can't either. I guess we just like seeing how bad it is. Look at this garbage, give me that! Lil Cutie's been around for at least 30 years and it's written by this guy named Bob Post. I've heard Lil Cutie is based on Bob's son when he was a little kid. If I eat this green bean, will its Mummy and Daddy be sad? Ka-ching! I guess now that the real cutie is all grown up, his dad's having trouble coming up with new material. A couple of weeks ago, the newspaper announced that Bob Post is retiring, and the final little cutie is going to be printed in August. Ever since then, Dad and I have been counting down the days until the last comic runs. When the last Cutie, when the last Lil Cutie comes out, Dad and I will have to throw a party because something like that deserves a serious celebration. Even though Dad and I s don't even though Dad and I see eye to eye on Lil Cutie, there are still a lot of things we butt heads over. The big issue between us right now is my sleep schedule. During the summer I like to stay up all night watching TV or playing video games and then sleep through the morning. But Dad, gets home kind, but Dad gets kind of crabby if I'm still in bed when he gets home from work. Lately, Dad's been calling me at noon to make sure I'm not still asleep. So I keep a phone by my bed and use my best wide awake voice when he calls. I think Dad's jealous because he has to go to work, while the rest of us get to kick back and take it easy every day. But if he's going to be all grumpy about it, he should just become a teacher or a snowplow driver and have one of those jobs where you get to take summers off. Mum's not really helping improve Dad's mood either. She calls him at work about five minutes a day with updates on everything that's going on around the house. Guess what Manny did in the potty today? guess. Guess. Dad got Mum a new camera for Mother's Day, and lately she's been taking lots of pictures. I think it's because she feels guilty about not keeping up on the family photo albums. When my older brother Roderick was a baby, Mum was totally on top of things. Roderick's first time trying peas. Roderick's second time trying peas. Roderick's first steps. Kaboom! Once I came along, I guess Mum got busy, so from that point on, there are a lot of gaps in our official family history. Welcome Gregory to the world. Taking Gregory home from the hospital. Gregory's sixth birthday party. Gregory's first day of middle school. I've learned that photo albums aren't an accurate record of what happened in your life anyway. Last year we went we were at the beach. Mum bought a bunch of fancy seashells at a gift shop. And later on I saw her bury them in the sand for, Mar- for Manny to discover. Look at what you found, Manny. Well, I wish I hadn't seen that because it made me reevaluate my whole childhood. Gregory really digs seashells. Today Mum said I was looking shaggy, so she told me she was taking me to get a haircut. But I never would have agreed to get my hair cut if I knew that Mum was taking me to Bombshells Beauty Salon, which is where Mum and Grandma get their hair cut. I have to say though, the whole beauty salon experience wasn't that bad. First of all, they have TVs all over the place, so you can watch a show while you're getting your hair cut. Second, they have lots of tabloids, those newspapers you see in the checkout lines at the grocery stores. Mum says tabloids are full of lies, but I think there's some really important stuff in those things. Miracle pill to make you 97% smarter. Books, libraries to become extinct. (gasps) Grandma is always buying tabloids, even though mum doesn't approve. A few weeks ago, grandma wasn't answering her phone, so mum got worried and drove over to grandma's to see if she's okay. Grandma was fine, but she wasn't picking up her phone because of something she read. Cordless telephones erase the memory of the elderly. (gasps) But when mum asked Grandma grandma where she got her information, grandma said, uh, um, the New York Times. Grandma's dog, Henry, died recently. And ever since then, grandma has a lot of time on her hands. So mum's dealing with stuff like the cordless phone thing a lot these days. Whenever mum finds any tabloids at grandma's house, she takes them home and throws them in the garbage. Last week I fished one out of the trash and read read it in my bedroom. I'm glad I did. I found out that North America will be underwater within six months, so that kind of takes the pressure off me to do well in school. Had a long wait at the beauty salon, but I didn't really mind. I got to read my horoscope and look at pictures of movie stars without their makeup, so I was definitely entertained. When I got my haircut, I found out the best thing about the beauty shop, beauty salon, which is the gossip. The ladies who work there know the dirt on, on about on just about everyone in town. And then Marlene says to Vanessa, if you're going to get up in my face, you'd better get ready to back it up. Mm mm mm. Unfortunately, Mum came to pick me up right in the middle of a story about Mr Peppers and his new wife, who's 20 years younger than him. Hopefully my hair will grow out fast so I can come back and hear the rest of the story. I think mum's starting to regret taking me to get my hair cut the other day. The ladies at Bombshells introduced me to soap operas, and now I'm totally hooked. But Marissa, I I love you. Girlfriend, you can do so much better than him. Yesterday, I was in the middle of my show, and mum told me I had to turn off the TV and find something else to do. I could tell there was no use arguing with her, so I called Rowley and invited him over. When Rowley got to my house, we went straight to Roderick's room in the basement. Roderick is off playing with his band, loaded diaper, and whenever he's away, I like to go through his stuff and see if I can find anything interesting. The best thing I found in Roderick's junk drawer this time was around one of those little souvenir picture keychains chains you get at the beach, summer memories. If you look into it, you see a picture of Roderick with some girl. I don't know how Roderick got that picture. Because I've been with him on every single one of our summer holidays. And if I'd seen that girl with him, I definitely would have remembered her. I showed the picture to Rowley, but I had to hold the keychain because he was getting all grabby. We dug around some more and then we found a horror movie at the bottom of Roderick's drawer. I couldn't believe our luck. Neither one of us had actually seen a horror movie before. So this was a really big find. Hello, you're dead. I asked mum if Rowley could spend the night and she said yes. I made sure I asked mum when dad was out of the room because dad doesn't like it when I have sleepovers on a work night. Last summer, Rowley spent the night at my house and we slept in the basement. I made sure Rowley took the bed that was closest to the furnace room because that room really freaks me out. I figured if anything came out of the night, it would grab Rowley first, and I'd have a five-second head start to escape. At about one in the morning, we heard something in the furnace room that scared the living daylights out of us. It sounded like a little ghost girl or something, and it said, "'I'm hiding. Can you find me?' Me and Rowley practically trampled each other to death trying to get up the basement stairs. We burst into Mum and Dad's room and told them our house was haunted, we had to move immediately.' Dad didn't seem convinced, and we and he went down to the basement and walked right into the firmest room. Me and Riley stayed about ten feet back. I was pretty sure Dad wasn't going to get out of there alive. I, I heard some rustling and a few bumps, and I was ready to make a run for it. But a few seconds later, he came out with one of Manny's toys, a doll named Hide and Seek Carrie. Peek-a-boo. Last night, me and Rowley waited for mum and dad to go to bed, and then we watched our movie. Technically, I was the only one who watched it because Rowley had his eyes and ears covered the whole time. The movie was about this muddy hand that goes around the country killing people, and the last person who sees the hand is always the next victim. The special effects were really cheesy, and I wasn't even scared until the very end. That's when the twist came. After the muddy hand strangled its last victim, it came crawling straight at the screen and then the screen went black. At first I was a little confused, but then I realised it meant the next victim was going to be me. I turned the TV off and then I began to describe the whole movie from, to Rowley from beginning to end. Well, I must have done a pretty good job telling this story because Rowley got even more freaked out than I was. I knew we couldn't go to mum and dad this time because they'd ground me if they found out we watched a horror movie. But we didn't feel safe in the basement so we spent the rest of the night in the upstairs bathroom with the lights on. I just wish we had managed to stay awake the whole night because when dad found us in the morning it wasn't a pretty scene. Dad wanted to know what was going on and I had to fess up. Dad told mum so now I'm going to be waiting to hear how long I'm going to be grounded for. But, to be honest with you, I'm a lot more worried about how this muddy hand, about this muddy hand, than any punishment mum can dream up. I thought about it though, and I realised there's only so much ground a muddy hand can cover in a day. So hopefully, that means I have a little while longer to live. Yesterday, mum lectured me about how boys my age watch too many violent movies, and play too many video games, and that we don't know what real entertainment is. I just stayed quiet because I wasn't sure exactly where she was going with all of this. Then mum said that she was going to start a reading club for boys in the neighbourhood so she could teach us all about the greatest literature we were missing out on. I begged mum just to give me a regular punishment instead, but she wouldn't budge. So today was the first meeting of the Reading is Fun Club. I felt kind of bad for all the boys whose mums made them come. Reading is fun! I was just glad mum didn't invite Fregley, this weird kid who lives up the street, because he's acting stranger than usual lately. Want to hear about my hygiene issues? Run. I'm starting to think maybe Fregley's a little dangerous, but luckily he doesn't leave his front yard during the summer. I think his parents must have an electrical fence or something. Anyway, mum told everyone to bring their favourite book to just to today's meeting so we could pick one and discuss it. All the guys laid their books on the table and everyone seemed pretty happy with this selection, except Mum. Sudoku Insanity, Ultimate Video Game Cheats, Extreme Pop-Up Sharks, Green Wasp, a a major motion picture. Mum said the books we brought weren't real literature and that we were gonna have to start with the classics. Then she brought out a bunch of books that she must have had since she was a kid. Little Woman, The Yearling, Old Yeller and Anne of Green Gables. These are the exact same types of books our teachers are always pushing us to read at school. They have a program where if you read a classic in your free time, they reward you with a sticker of a hamburger or something like that. I don't know who they think they're fooling. You can get a sheet of 100 stickers down at the arts and crafts store for 50 cents. I'm not really sure what makes a book a classic to begin with, but I think it has to be at least 50 years old and some person or animal has to die at the end. Mum said if we didn't like the book she picked out, we could go on a field trip to the library and find something we all agreed on. But that won't work for me see, when I was eight years old, I borrowed a book from the library and then I forgot all about it. I found the book a few years later behind my desk and I figured I must must have owed about $2,000 in late fees on that thing. So I buried the book in a box of old comics in my closet and that's where it is to this day. I haven't been back to the library since then, but I know if I ever do show up, they'll be waiting for me. In fact, I get nervous if I even see a librarian. Is that you, Susan? Pat, it's been such a long time. (laughs) I asked mum if we could get a second chance to pick out a book on our own and she said we could. We're supposed to meet again tomorrow and bring our new selections with us. Well, the membership of the Reading is Fun Club took a big hit overnight. Most of the guys who came yesterday bailed out and now there's only two of us. Rowley brought two books along with him. How to Find Garden Fairies, Me and Mummy, Silly Playgroup Activities. The book I picked was the ninth volume in the Magic and Monsters Dark Realm series. I figured Mum would like it because it's pretty long and there aren't any pictures. But Mum didn't like my book. She said she didn't approve of the illustration on the cover because she didn't like the way it portrayed women. I've read Shadow Doom and from what I can remember there aren't even any women in the story. In fact, I kind of wonder if the person who designed the cover even read the book. Anyway, Mum said that she was going to use her veto power as the reading's club fun club's founder and choose the book for us. So she chose this book called Charlotte's Web, which looks like one of those classics I was talking about before. Just from looking at the cover, I guarantee either the girl or the pig doesn't make it to the end of the book. Friday. Well, the Reading is Fun Club is down to one member and that's me. Yesterday, Rowley went golfing or something with his dad so he kind of hung me out to dry. I didn't do my reading assignment and I was really counting on him to cover for me at the meeting. It's not really my fault that I couldn't finish my reading assignment though. Mum told me I had to read in my bedroom for 20 minutes yesterday but the truth is I just had trouble concentrating for long periods of time. After mum caught me horsing around, she banned me from watching TV until I read the book. So last night I had to wait until she went to bed before I could get my entertainment fix. I kept thinking about the movie with the muddy hand though. I was afraid that if I was watching TV all by myself, late at night the muddy hand might crawl out from under the couch and grab my foot or something. The way I solved the problem was by making a trail of clothes and other stuff all the way from my bedroom down to the family room. That way, I was able to make it downstairs and back without ever touching the ground. This morning, Dad tripped over a dictionary I'd left at the top of the stairs, so now he's mad at me. But I'll take Dad being angry over the alternative any day of the week. My new fear is that the hand is gonna crawl up on my bed and get me in my sleep. So lately, I've been covering my whole body with a blanket and leaving a hole so I can breathe but that strategy has its own risks. Roderick got into my room today and I had to spend the morning trying to wash the taste of a dirty sock out of my mouth. Sunday. Today, today was my deadline for finishing the first three chapters of Charlotte's Web. When Mum found out I wasn't done yet, she said we were going to sit down at the kitchen table until I was finished. About a half hour later, there was a knock at the front door and it was Rowley. I thought maybe he was coming back to the Reading is Fun Club but when I saw that his dad was with him, I knew something was up. Mr Jefferson had an official looking piece of paper with the country club logo on it. He said it was a bill for all the fruit smoothies me and Rowley had ordered at the clubhouse and the grand total was $83. All the times me and Rowley ordered drinks at the clubhouse, we just wrote down Mr Re- Jefferson's account number in the tap. Nobody told us someone actually had to pay for that. I still didn't really understand what Mr. Jefferson was doing at my house. I think he's an architect or something. So if he needs eighty-three bucks, he can just design an extra building. He talked to Mum though, and they both agreed that me and Rowley need to, needed to pay off the tap. I told Mum and me that Rowley are just. I told Mum, me and Rowley are just kids, and it's not like we have salaries or careers or whatever. But Mum said we were just gonna have to be creative. Then she said we would have to suspend the Reading Is Fun Club meeting until we paid what we owed. To be honest with you, I'm kind of relieved because at this point, anything that doesn't involve reading sounds pretty good to me. And that's all so far.